right, everyone, welcome to episode three of Columbus Uncut Podcast. We'd like to welcome you as Caleb and I bring you current events, sports, beer, guests, and all things Columbus, Ohio, unfiltered and uncut. I am your host, Sean, here with my co-host, Caleb. How are you doing tonight, bud? Good, man. We've had a great night thus far, ready to get a badass episode recorded. Cracking a cold one right now. Let's get this thing going. All right. I've been looking forward to this all week. But before we get started, we'd like to remember, remind everyone to follow us on social media. So you can find us on Twitter at Columbus underscore uncut. You can find us on Instagram at Columbus underscore uncut as well. And of course, if you're listening to this, you may already know this, but you can find us on Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, Google, Google podcast, and anywhere else you may be able to find your podcast. So we hope you listen. We're excited to get this episode started, and we got some interesting topics to talk about tonight. So to give you a little overview about what we're going to talk about, we're going to do our uh, weekly beer segment tonight. We got an interesting beer to bring you guys tonight. Caleb's got some some great uh, beer here that we're going to try out and give a rating. We're going to introduce a new segment tonight. It's our food segment in which we uh, rate a local food or restaurant location here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and we'll go into more details once we get there. But we'll have our Columbus Sports overview for the week. And then for our final segment of the night, since we don't have a guest, we will be doing a nostalgia segment. So this week was my, Sean's, 30-year-old 30, 30 birthday, right? So we're Big gonna, deal. Right. We're the gonna, 3 baby. The dirty 30. So we're going to throw it back to some stuff from 30 years ago, some 90s nostalgia, uh, and, and talk about that a bit. So we, we're excited to get started here on a Friday night. We've had a great night so far. Excited to, to continue it with you guys. And uh, without further ado, uh, what do we got here for our beer segment here, buddy? Let's get right into it. The beer segment. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's not. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Let's go drink some beer. All right. Tonight's beer is a beer from nowhere in particular called Gandhi Dancer. It is a 9.2% IPA. Uh, it's a double West Coast IPA uh, brewed with Amarillo, Idaho 7, Simcoe, and Summit Hops. So uh, pretty excited to give this one a go. We've had a few coldies already this evening, but right, we, we had still... some coldies at the the sister brew. Right, tonight. and and that's what I wanted to get into. Just before this, Sean and I and his wife and my wife, we were all at uh, somewhere in particular. So nowhere in particular is where the brewery actually began, and then it sprouted when they actually got a place to somewhere in particular. And uh, I'm going to get into some more facts about the brewery here in a minute where I'll let you know that they actually have a couple of locations now. Um, But we're going to take our first sip here of Gandhi Dancer and uh, see what we think. And uh, as 
you all have noticed before, uh, we do post a picture of uh, every can of beer that we drink and what our rating is. Uh, you can check that on our Instagram and our Twitter. Um, so you'll be able to find that uh, after our episode is done recording. Uh, and if you guys want to try it, uh, give it a go. So like I said, uh, this is a double West Coast IPA. Great first sip, not going to lie. I don't know what you thought, Sean, but uh, great first sip. Um, it has a golden look, but it's a bit murky. Just a little bit murky. And uh, another little fact about it is that uh, on Untapped, which if nobody has downloaded Untapped or has that yet, which I'm a big fan of that. I love to post all my beers on there. Uh, it was rated uh, by like 50-some thousand people uh, at 3.97 out of 5. So Not bad. Almost four out of five, which right. is pretty good. And I, That's a lot of rating. It's pretty good. Not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got a strong first impression, I would say. It hit for, pretty hard off the rip, not yeah, going to lie. Yeah. I mean, have you gone into the percentage yet? I don't know if we've said it. But. One thing I forgot to mention uh, about Gandy Dancer is that is a... It is a nine, 9.2% double IPA, so uh, it's going to put some moves on you, kind of like episode one when we had Hop Cyclone, which was about 8.9%, I believe, and about halfway through the episode, we were quote-unquote <laughs> lost in the sauce. We're probably going to be in a similar manner here by uh, middle of the episode. Yeah, it's... Honestly, I don't know if I've ever... I've never heard of West Coast IPA, and I drink a lot of IPAs, so... It's interesting. It's definitely got that... I mean, that first sip leaves a lasting impression. I mean, it definitely... You can tell where you're going to go from there. Oh, um, 100%. It's, it's strong. It's a stronger IPA. It's not as hoppy um, as I would think of a normal IPA. I'd, but it definitely has a stronger taste, a stronger flavor, a more... I don't know if this is the correct term. I'm not a beer connoisseur, but it's got a more meaty flavor to it. You know, it's it's like a heavier IPA. It does seem a little bit heavier, uh, but it does seem pretty smooth, too. Like, if you think about Bodhi, for instance, I know we always go back to that because that's like our... I mean, yeah, that's to. our basement beer, man. That's the... But- like high percentage alcohol you expect it to be like pretty bitter where you're like whoa okay but this seems like incredibly smooth for how high of a percentage it is yeah i'd say and and it's a weird uh it's a weird comparison but i would compare it to a stout of ipas it's a it's a it's heavier. It has a more robust flavor. That's kind of the word I was looking for earlier. Yeah. It's a very robust flavor. Um, you're definitely, this is not one I'm drinking, three, oh. four of these things, like the past beers we've had on here. Um, two of these, and I'm, I'm, you know, sheets are in the wind. Oh, I don't know we, how many sheets are in the wind, but there's some sheets in the wind. If we make it through this beer by the end of this episode, I think everyone will know that like we don't even have to say hey i'm done with my beer you'll just know by the way we're talking right um 
but great brewery. Um, couple of facts about it. Uh, the brewery itself now is located in Kettering, Ohio. Um, we just found out from uh, the sister brewery uh, somewhere in particular this evening where their first like brick and mortar was that uh, Charles uh, Navillis, who is the brewer of sort, uh, actually started this um, just like going to random breweries and renting out uh, like space or like renting out their equipment to make his beers and then he would pay them for it and they would charge him by however many kegs or whatever he made which is pretty badass um, but now he has a actual tap room and a place where he actually experiments with what beers he's going to brew and on their website it says brewery is located in Kettering, Ohio, where they have aggressively experimental beer uh, with a wide range of styles. Which, so, yeah, that's... If, if you've ever been... I mean, I can only speak... I've only been to somewhere in particular, and I've had somewhere partic- in particular in other places. I mean, talk about hitting the, the range of oh. different beers that you can offer. Well, and originally... Before this episode, I said I had said to you, I want to try nowhere in particular Jungle Buzzard, because the can is purple and white. It looks sweet, and I had just like, oh man, that sounds really good. Well, couldn't find it, but what do you know? I found Gandhi Dancer, so that's what we're going with, which is fine by me. Um, Another cool little, uh, you know, thing about this is that. Uh, Charles, the brewer, um, actually is known for rarely ever brewing the same beer more than one time. So if you try something, like we could be drinking this Gandy Dancer right now, and guess what? This might not ever come out ever again. So this might be a one-time deal. We have no idea. Uh, But I think that's pretty cool that you can just go out, try a beer, and may never have it again. Right, it's... It's an exclusive, man. I mean, we should probably keep these cans. They may be collector's items someday. Well, we'll post the picture online. That's enough collecting for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, it's it's an interesting story, um, definitely, from the crowd we were talking to tonight. Uh, you know, it's you know more in the future to come there, but there's there's an interesting backstory to this brewery. Like, like Caleb said, I mean, he was traveling around in his van. Yeah. basically on the east east of the mississippi going all around to to get this place started and that's where the nowhere in particular came from and then once they had the the brick and mortar the the actual hard stand building that's where somewhere in particular came from right which great naming there and they they've branched off into a couple of other sectors which i don't know the details about it so i don't want to you know say anything uh, that's misleading, but what I can tell you is in a future segment, we do have a prominent person from uh, this brewery that will be on our show who can give us way more insight, which we plan on asking tons of questions to, to kind of, you know, answer all the questions that we have about, like, what it's like getting involved with the brewery. How did Charles do all this stuff he's got all the answers so super excited to have that happen it's going to be a little bit in the future but uh 
really excited to get that going. So yeah. gives you something to look forward to, something to something to tune into. Exactly. But I want to hear your rating first this week. I've gone first the past two weeks, so I want to know what you think. Well, I'm gonna be honest, and uh, it's a good beer, not bad. Uh, like you said, the very first taste is pretty bitter so it's tough but as i drink a little bit more of it it gets a little bit easier and a little bit easier but it's it's not my favorite so i'm gonna be honest and out of 10 buckeye leaves i'm probably gonna give this one like a 4.5 i don't think it's i don't think it's bad i see i'm terrible with ratings but like i probably won't pick this up from the store Every, I'm glad I'm trying it. Yeah. I can have one, and I'm like, hey, I'm really happy I'm having this. Yeah. But after this, I'm not going to go, hey, if you got a bush light or this, I'm, I'll probably take the bush. All right. Well, you probably just got rid of, like, at least 10 of our fans right well, there with the bush reference. No, I probably but gained right. us 10 fucking fans with <laughs> the bush light comment. Uh, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, though, because I like the beer i do i'm like i've said on every episode i'm an ipa guy i like it but it's definitely more robust for me uh i just i I like to find that balance and we always refer to the bodie i like to find that balance between taste uh heftiness and you know bang for your buck as far as percentage whereas this is definitely a nine percenter or oh, you can, like above, you can tell, yeah. but you can tell. I mean, it's 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 hefty, um, and I'm not I'm not a big like heavy beer drinker. I don't like I'm not a big stout guy. So I, you already know when stouts come on here, like I like them for one beer, oh, but yeah. it's gonna be lower on my on my scale. You yeah. know, is it Christmas Day? Right. Give me a yeah. stouter. Yeah, exactly. Know? And there's some great stouts out there. I, don't get me wrong. So. I'm at a five. I'm at a five Buckeye Leaves. I think it's a good beer. Um, I, I love the, in particular, brewery, family of breweries, but it's not my favorite. I, I, honestly, I think I like that Oktoberfest more last week that we had, and I'm not a big Oktoberfest fan. Uh, so I guess that's where I'm at. Like I said, it's a, it's a heftier beer, a, a heavier beer. But something we talked about last week that we got to talk about this week is visuals. Yeah. What do you think of the can? I'm going to be honest. Can is, I like the color scheme. It's yellow and what? well, more of like a golden yellow and white. But I don't honestly understand what this little tractor thing is or car thing. I don't know. The, I wanted the Jungle Buzzard, like I said before, because mm-hmm. it had like these weird like just shapes on it, and it actually made the can look cool, and I was like, okay, I'm really excited to talk about the can on that part. This, I'm not so thrilled about it. This is like just a bunch of little mouse tractors all yeah. over the can. I'm not, I'm not about it. I'm with you, and I, tr- I really don't. I don't want to be negative, you know. I support all these places that we're talking about. But as far as the can, it's just basic, man. And this is literally like a a 
little kid's drawing of a tractor. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. So like, I don't. I don't want to be mean, but yeah, I mean, you're not being mean. You're just giving your honest opinion yeah, of what it's, you feel, and that's not. And that's I like the beer, thing. and I love the brewery. Somewhere in particular was one of the breweries that I actually wanted to like before we even talked about what we were going to have this week. That was what I suggested. So I love the brewery. At the end of the day, buy their beer. It's delicious. But as far as this can, I'm just not a fan. It's super basic. Um, if you were, you know, to judge a book by its cover on this one, I would not be buying the book. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a wicked huge burp. <laughs> but no, I 100%. I I would not be buying this beer by just looking at the can. I would probably easily pass it over. But because I grabbed it for us to taste, yes, potentially I would grab it to have one, you know, with a buddy, whatever. But you're clearly not having a session with this. No. And if you are, you might as well get a four-pack of Cutwaters. Shout out Cutwater. Four-pack of Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, well. shout out Cutwater Margaritas, Cutwater Moscow Mules, because those will put you on a different level. Yeah. So, um but yeah, so four and a half for me, five Buckeye leaves for Sean. Um, Puts it in third place right now as yeah. far as both of us for the beers out of three. Now, there's bad beers out. There's worse beers, though. There's oh, definitely worse beers. God, so. yeah. I mean. If we ever have a Keystone Bush this, exists. So. Oh, see, we might need to end the show right now because <laughs> I'm over here wanting a Bush. And, and Give me I'm Natty here, Light all I'm day. I'm over here saying... If a Keystone ever makes it on this show, it's getting a point one out of ten, <laughs> and point one's generous because I'd rather give it a negative number. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, now that we're done with the beer segment, we're going to move on to a new segment that Sean's going to be covering uh, here in the weeks upcoming. Um, we're it's something we're going to explore together, but uh, Sean's going to kind of head it up and. Uh, kind of take the reins on this one. So, Sean, why don't you give the fans a taste of uh, the food segment that's coming up here in the next next upcoming episodes? Yeah. So, something that Caleb and I have been talking about uh, since you know releasing the first couple of episodes is you know how one way is how how can we stay true to the Columbus theme that we have going and something that I've been thinking. You know, we do have our sports segment, but you can. We've said this, you can get sports anywhere. So how can we really highlight some Columbus businesses and some Columbus areas and some places we love? So we thought about this food segment. We could do a food segment every week. So where it's going to stem from is I actually bought two decks of cards um, that each of them have different restaurants, breweries, hotel restaurants, uh, winery places, whiskey bars, all kinds of things really run the gamut of any places that you could go for food or beverage in Columbus. So what we're going to do every week is we're going to draw a card from this deck and either Caleb or I or both of us will go to one of these locations throughout the week the the location that we draw on the card and then we'll come back during the episode and talk about it. Um, I think it's a great way to highlight some of the places we have in Columbus, some of the lesser-known places, um, and really expand our horizons as well as we go out and try some different places, because I'm excited to go out and try some different places. So, 
there's a 2021 and 2022 food card deck will be drawn from the 2021 one to start off um and like i said uh, some topics we'll cover while we cover each restaurant will be we'll give a little bit of information about the restaurant just like we do for the beer segment we'll give the location we'll talk about the atmosphere kind of the genre or the theme of the restaurant along with the food selection and what we ordered while we were there um, and we'll also talk about some alcohol selection, the speed of service, and really what price expectations are for the meal. Um, but one thing I really want to highlight for this segment is, and it's same with the beer, we're not here to dog on anyone. I'm not here to rate anyone badly. Um, we're here to highlight some of the great things about you know the great locations there are in Columbus. So... Wherever we go, we're going to hunt the good stuff. We're going to find the great stuff that, that's there. Um, we're going to really look for the positives, and that's what we're going to highlight on this episode. So don't look for us to to dog on any place that we go. We're going to find the good stuff, and I'm sure there's some, something good about every place that we go. Um, so really this week, one thing we wanted to do uh, is highlight a place local to both me and uh, Caleb. So... Legacy Smokehouse out here in Old Town Hilliard. So basically it's here in Old Town Hilliard right off of Main Street there. It's It's got a great atmosphere. It's very clean cut, modern, a modern uh, basically renovation of an old house. Um, both Caleb and I have been there. They have outdoor and indoor dining. Um, they also, just to highlight, so they, like I said, Legacy Smokehouse has... The location in Old Town Hilliard, they used to have another location, um, I believe in East Columbus, and they also have a food truck. But when I went to their website and looked at their link for their food truck, I couldn't exactly nail down their schedule. But well, keep an eye out for it. And not to interrupt you, but on top of that, uh, if you've ever been to the Crooked Can in Hilliard, uh, inside the restaurant, the Two Time Tacos, that is owned by Legacy Smokehouse. There you go. So I mean, that's a little bit of a helper right there yeah. for you if you're looking for another way to uh, try Legacy. If you can't go to their specific place, their stuff is also located at Two Time Taco, Crooked Can. Um, just tacos, not not your uh, normal, you know, pork ribs, brisket right. kind of stuff. But you're gonna get some damn good tacos. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, and and that's what they do. They have. So their theme, their genre, or what they basically say on their website is they're a Central Texas barbecue, right? That's what they're going for. I would kind of put them as like a fast casual smokehouse, um, whereas other smokehouses, you go, sit down, you order your food, it comes out on the metal trays, all that. Uh, this, you go in and you actually order kind of like a Chipotle style type thing. Only you're not putting toppings on anything. You tell them what you want, um, what sides, what whether you want brisket, pork, you know, pork and mac and cheese, whatever it is, and they they make it right there in front of you, um, and then hand you your tray and you go out. So it, it it's I mean like I said, there's pork ribs, brisket. They have some great sides. Caleb recommended the the Tex-Mex street corn, which is what um, I got when um. I went there absolutely amazing they have green beans mac and cheese sides as well as far as alcohol selection they do have some canned beers um within a cooler right there as you go in 
Uh, so you can get those. They include local beers from local breweries, as well as you know the the normal beers you'd find anywhere. So um, as far as speed of service for Smokehouse, I would say uh, fast. But as far as fast casual, it's slow, right? So yeah. you're gonna get your food within five ten minutes. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, I mean. And it's not bad as far as fast casual. Not bad. For a smokehouse, that's fast, right? But as far as fast casual, if I'm with, if you, I went in and there wasn't anyone else in line. I couldn't imagine waiting behind two families in line in front of me for them to make oh. meals for the families. I would walk out. It's, it's not a McDonald's. It's not a Subway. Right. It's, you know, it's not going to be that quick. But at the same time, if you're there you're the first one up whatever you're gonna get your stuff they're gonna walk you down the line like you said you're getting your food in 10 minutes maximum right but yeah and it and it's great quality food for getting it that fast like if you eat any other place and you get food in 10 minutes you're automatically going okay well this is probably mcdonald's quality yeah but it's not it's the same quality you get when you go down the street to let's say a local cantina where you got to wait for 20, 25 minutes maybe to get your food, 15, 20, you know, whatever. You're looking about the same amount of time uh, as like a slow food restaurant is what I would call it at that point, but not at Legacy. You're looking at like an actual fast food pace with a slow food quality, which is what I think makes it pretty good. Right. That's what I loved about it. Honestly, I was pleasantly surprised because i didn't know what i was walking into and when i saw that like you go in and order at the counter i was like oh great yeah because this was my birthday dinner night by the way and you're like so i was like what the, the heck did i yeah. choose i didn't know so but i would I, I mean the food absolutely amazing yeah you know absolutely better than some sit-down smokehouses i've been to honestly delicious i mean it's so, not better than anything i smoke on my smoker to no. be honest but not at your smokehouse. Not at the Ridgeway smokehouse. The Ridgeway smokehouse is on a different level. Yeah. So as far as price expectations, I can tell you for me and my wife, it was around between 40 and 50 bucks for the meal. And I can tell you I probably wasn't stuffed when I left. Um, but it was a new experience for me. So I didn't exactly know what portions I was getting when I ordered or anything. So I could have gotten more probably... If I would have been stuffed, it would have come up closer to $60, but it was great food. I would vouch for it. They had different sauces, homemade sauces. They had a sweet barbecue, spicy barbecue, um, and a vinegar sauce that we tried on everything. So it was amazing. Yeah, I, I love eating there. It's a great spot. It's not something where I'm like, once a week, hey, let's hit it up. You know, like, maybe once every couple of months, it's a good spot to hit, but for the, for the amount of money, I just don't know if it's enough to fill like like you said you're spending forty to sixty bucks, and you're not totally full when you leave. Like if I'm spending forty to sixty bucks total, I almost want to be barfing. Right. Like I want to be that full. You know what I mean. So, but Sean is right with everything else he said. The only thing that he didn't add, which maybe it's something maybe you didn't know about this, but. Actually, so right on the, you know, right-hand side of the restaurant where it kind of goes from their dining spot right to the outside. That smoker? The above, 
portion of the indoor dining is actually going to be turning into a bourbon bar. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yes. I forget the name of it, um, but I read it on some Hilliard forum not that long ago. Uh, I actually hate bourbon. I'm not sure how you feel about it. I don't, I don't think you're that big of a fan. But I have a couple of friends, big bourbon fans, so it's going to be a good spot. I feel like it's still going to be cool to go to. Um but I probably won't be drinking bourbon there. I'll probably go there and just have a couple beers and hang out. But the atmosphere of that new bourbon portion, I'm sure, will be pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, I like bourbon. I'm not against it. I like it on ice. I like an old-fashioned every now and then. But I'm not, a, I'm not drinking three bourbons on ice. You know, I have some buddies that'll do that. You know, that's what they drink. And that's just not me. I mean, it... At the end of the day, I like my beer. Like yeah, you. give me a so, beer. Yeah. I'm I'm a beer guy through and through. And if I'm not drinking beer, give me a transfusion. Right. All day. Yeah. The tr- That's the trannies all day. Exactly. Well, before we move on to our next segment, uh, we'd like to remind everyone you can follow us on uh, social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Columbus underscore uncut, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Columbus underscore uncut. We also do have a Discord channel, so keep an eye out in the description for that link. And uh, coming in the future, we will be trying to get a website so that we can consolidate all these links into one place so you can find them easily. Uh, But moving on from there, we'll move on to our Columbus sports segment. Don't want to spend too much time on this. It's kind of a down week in sports, and we've kind of decided to go away from the the watch list for football because... Honestly, we trust you guys. You guys know what to watch every week. We, we want to highlight the Buckeyes on some of the Columbus sports. And to cut down on, on some of the time that we are spending on that, we're going to spend it on some of the more meatier segments that we have. So as far as news this week, a um, couple things I wanted to cover. Did you see, hear about the Kerry Combs press conference this week at all? Oh, I heard it about a million times on 97.1. Yeah. And... Let me just tell you, I would run through a brick wall for that guy. Yeah. How Amen. do you go from doing it all to taking a back seat so that you can just make your team? Like, that's that's like leadership 101. Right? I mean, it was just so refreshing to hear that from a coach of kids now, you know? I mean, basically, at the end of the day, to, to sum it up for those who don't know, Kerry Combs had a rough go the first two games. He's a defensive coordinator for Ohio State. We did not play well, and then we lost to Oregon. And it basically came down to the point where he got, not officially, but but publicly demoted. I mean, to the point that everyone knows that he got demoted very, very publicly. It was handled publicly, and everyone knows that the other one of the other, you know, coordinators or position coaches, Matt Barnes, took over play calling duties. Um, and as far as that goes, here we are, you know, probably what, three, four weeks later from that pub, very public demotion and Kerry Combs comes out and spills his heart out in a, uh, press conference and basically says, who am I to tell these kids that you can't transfer? You got to stay here for your brothers. You got to stick it through. You may not be a starter today. There, there's always tomorrow, and yet the moment that I reach any adversity in my career, I'm just gonna leave. I, I would be a liar. That's what he said. I would yeah. be a liar. Yeah. 
So I I just had to highlight that. Absolutely oh. refreshing to hear that from a coach. I like I said, I would and I, I won't run for much. I mean maybe a snack or something. I, I don't know, but I'd run through a brick wall for Kerry in a minute after he said right. some shit like that. Kerry Combs, absolute buckeye at the heart through and through. Love the guy. Hope we get to keep him. Um, it's unfortunate it didn't work out immediately, but it seems to be working out now. So I hope hope we get to keep going. Uh, moving on. So we got the finish on the 50 four-miler coming up for uh, in Columbus. So on 24, it's on 24 October at 10 a.m. And you can register online at OhioStateFourMiler.com. Emma's uh, dad and brother will be running in that. I've thought about it. That's about as far as I've gotten. Uh, you've thought about it. That's farther than me. I've been wondering if there's a way I can watch it on TV. Because yeah. that's about as active as I am these days. Probably on like BTN minus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not BTN plus plus, but BTN minus. Right, yeah. Uh, anyway, so next next little piece of news. So OSU men's b-ball. I'm pretty excited for this. Oh. I'm a big basketball fan. Can't wait for the season to start. Uh, they named four captains this year. Um, pretty excited uh, and really surprised. So we got Justin Aarons, EJ Liddell, Justice Suing, and Kyle Young. Now the two that stand out to me, EJ Liddell and Kyle Young. Those guys are absolute captains. Oh, 100%. Absolute. Justice Suing I'm okay with too because the dude is in a score of the ball. Like, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you can't put Michi Johnson in there yet. You right. can't put Eugene Brown in there yet. Like they're they're not ready for that. The one that is throwing me off is Arns yeah. because the dude at one point when he was not a starter, you know, last year was shooting what like some record number like fifty eight percent from three, and we were like, oh my god. Look at this dude. And then he went absolute stone cold, and he didn't get any better the rest of the way out. And he seems like that kind of player who he's streaky. Yeah. Like, he'll have a month where you're like, dude, give him the ball. I mean, look at however many – two years ago maybe was it? When he was getting highlighted because he had like 32 points against some Big Ten team. Yeah. I forget what it even was, but like since then – yeah, he might have like three or four threes in one game, and they're like, oh, lights out shooter, Justin Arns. I love the kid. I don't have anything against him, but I base captaincy on performance because I'm not on the team. So I can't, right. like, I don't know if he's a cool. I mean, maybe these dudes all go drink beer together well, or whatever. I don't, I have no idea. And the thing for me is, lights out is relative because I, I grew up. Watching John Diebler shoot oh. the ball, and I watched him in high school. I went and watched him in high school. Me and some of my buddies went, and even at Ohio State, the dude, if he was open, he he didn't miss, no. and it was from anywhere on the court. Obviously, that didn't turn out. You know, in I mean, he just further. got traded in the NBA still like a year ago, yeah. and I didn't even know he was still a free agent. Right? Or but rostered on a team for that matter. He was just lights out, but he also wasn't a liability on the court. 
he could be on the court at any given time. Whereas I feel like Justin Aarons is out there to do one thing. Aarons, Aarons is out there to do one thing. I don't know. Shoot the ball. I honestly can't tell you if he's good at defense because that's how little I know about his defensive right. play. Like, I know he can shoot the three ball streakily. Yeah. That's not even a word. But that's right. about what I can tell you he's good at. Yeah, and I agree. So I'm surprised by Aarons. I'm also, like you agree with suing, I'm a little on the fence that when he's a transfer. And he also, I thought he was streaky last year. But I that, thought he'd kind of disappear in games where we needed someone to take the pressure off of EJ. Yeah. Because I thought suing would be the better NBA prospect than Washington was. And Washington turned out to be the absolute scorer that he was. So maybe Washington took some of it away from suing. I don't know, but I thought suing would disappear in in some big games and kind of well, wasn't there. That's kind of what I was going to get into. Okay, if you're going to get rid of one of them, who are you getting rid of? Orange and first. two, who are you replacing him with? Because clearly there needs to be four. There doesn't have to be, But though. according to them, there has to be well, four. Well, they named four this right. year. But, but so if you're going to get rid of Orange, who are you putting in there? Because I'm not sure you can put Michi Johnson in there, like I said, because he's a sophomore and yeah. he played in four games last year. Eugene Brown has a total of 20 minutes played in 26 games, and we don't have Dwayne Washington anymore, so yeah. obviously you're out on that. So who are you going to go with, Jamari Wheeler, no, the guy well, from the Penn thing State? Is, or? To me, it's not a four-person thing. To me, it's... Who are the captains of this? Team? I don't feel like captains should be thrown around lightly. And to me, it's EJ Liddell and Kyle Young. Well, look at the Period. Blue Jackets. One captain, Ben right. Jenner. That's all you need. And you have assistant captains. I feel like that's kind of where we should be going with this. Kyle Young, in my eyes, is your captain. Yes. Guy's a sixth-year, seventh-year senior. I don't know what the and hell he is. EJ but. Liddell, honestly, I don't know why the dude came back. Oh, Especially well, after the shit he took from Buckeye fans, unfortunately. Hopefully they're better to him this year because he deserves all oh. the praise. He absolutely carries this team. But it's it's Kyle Young, who is the heart and soul of this team, and EJ Liddell, who is the talent that takes them to the heights that they get to. No period. doubt. No doubt. So we kind of went a little more on that than I thought we would, but... I, that's I mean we're both passionate about it. So moving on, basically, U, U.S. men's national team beat Costa Rica uh, this week at the Lower Dot Com Field. Um, if you watch the news or anything about it, I'm sure you saw anything. Something I wanted to highlight, pretty interesting. Miami University's Derek King, their quarterback, is out for the season uh, with shoulder surgery. So. He's a Houston transfer and could return for his seventh season next year. Seven seasons. For those people that thought JT Barrett was at Ohio State for forever, I'm sure Michigan fans felt like he was there for at least eight years. Imagine seven seasons of JT Barrett. That isn't even the one that I think about as comparable to that. It's that dude who played basketball for Kansas, Perry Ellis. I swear to God, that dude played for 14 seasons. And no one questioned it. He looked like a 43-year-old man (laughs) in his last season. And I'm not sure he's even in the G League. Well, I mean, off of this subject, 
there is someone beating him out. There is an eighth-year senior. D- oh, there is one. Yes. Due to the COVID year, there is an eighth-year senior. So, pretty interesting. It's uh, the first eight-year senior in college football history, Jared Folks, um, and he's on Tennessee State's team. So, not a big-time team, but eight years in college, man. Eight Eight years as playing college is athletics. He, is he going to be a doctor? Or? <laughs> I hope so. All that college. I mean, do you even get a scholarship? For oh, eight, there's eight no years? way. Absolutely work? no way. You're, the the university is losing money on you at that point. All right. Well, as we move on, let's just highlight some of the uh, upcoming events we have in Columbus sports this week. So, actually, this week we have the. Uh, Ohio High School Athletic Association Golf State Championships, 15th through 23rd at OSU Golf Club. So if you're in the area, go ahead, check it out. Tonight, I believe we have OSU versus Purdue women's volleyball. That's a number seven versus number six tonight. So we got a big game within the Big Ten tonight. Uh Big team, big game nationally. And then tomorrow our women's volleyball team does play Rutgers at 7 p.m. on B- BTN+. Plus. Uh, tomorrow we got men's hockey versus UConn. That's the 16th of October at 3 p.m. on Big Plus. And then also tomorrow, big game, we got Blue Jackets versus the Seattle Kraken. Pissed we didn't get tickets for that. Yeah. We, we should have. I want to see the Kraken's jerseys live in front of my eyes. Right. The Kraken, I mean, new team in the NHL for those who don't know, and their logo is just awesome. It's like a Kraken tentacle coming out of, out of the ice that makes an S. Absolutely amazing. Big fan of it. But they play tomorrow night, the 16th. It's at 7 p.m. at Nationwide. Also, we got the 17th Nationwide Children's Hospital Columbus Marathon and Half Marathon. That's at 7.30 a.m. So if you're planning on traveling downtown at all this weekend, uh, be prepared for some obstacles, some roads closed, because the marathon and half marathon will be going on. Um, And then lastly, the 21st of October next week, the Blue Jackets play the New York Islanders at 7 p.m. And interesting fact about this game this is part of an Islanders marathon of road games. They play 13 away games in a row. Oh, Just absolutely absurd. So, yeah, that sums up what we got going on in Columbus sports this week. The last thing we wanted to talk about as far as sports is Buckeyes versus Maryland. What would you think? Which, absolutely fantastic game for the Buckeyes. I think we showed... Much more improvement. I feel like each week since the Akron game, we've just gotten better. I don't think we've gotten worse in any facet of the game. The defense is is climbing the ranks, becoming much better. 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 C.J. Stroud looks like a freaking baller at this rate. He's honestly reminded me so much of Justin Fields in the last game with just his sheer like numbers. Yeah. Like the last two games, I'm like, okay, we were all talking about we can't, you know, say, oh, compare him to Justin Fields or whatever, but I think we can now because now we know why Ryan picked him. 
I mean, right. the dude is an absolute stud. And not that McCord's not or Jack Miller's not, but, like, Stroud, I think, kind of blows him out of the water. I don't... I think this just proves that his shoulder injury was a real Bigger thing. than we thought, also. I mean, he does, and I was... I was dogging on him. I was not one of those Ohio State fans saying that, oh, we need to go to the backup because I, I, I know more football than that. But he was not playing well. I mean, overthrowing dudes, like throwing high. And the past two games, he has been spot on the money, man. It's been, it's been great to watch. It's been fun to watch. I think Ohio State's getting back to Ohio State football. I think they're a playoff team. I think there's no way they don't make the playoffs if they win out. We got some tough games. Luckily, we got Penn State, uh, Michigan, Michigan State, all ranked right now. Uh, obviously, they'll play each other before we play them. And then potentially Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. And then they may get there, yeah. Yeah. So, really excited um, for for the Buckeyes' future. Uh, we got Indiana next week. Not as good of a game as I thought it'd be, but... You know, we just got to keep rolling, keep improving, and we'll go from there. But since it is a bye week. I feel like we have to go with the Browns score prediction. There you go. I love the Cleveland Browns. We don't get to talk about it because it's not Columbus. It's Cleveland. But I love the Cleveland Browns so much. So this is my one chance to sneak a little Browns blurb <laughs> into this podcast. So we got the 3-2 and two Browns going against the 5-0 and oh Cardinals. Um I think the Browns are a three-point favorite at home. I just looked at my phone about ten minutes ago to find out that Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, is out for the game this Sunday with COVID-19. Also missing two other coaches, a defensive tackle, uh, a defensive end, Chandler Jones, and then I'm seeing that potentially DeAndre Hopkins might also be in that mix. Wow. Well, I mean, that's kind of iffy. Uh, they're a good team, don't get me wrong. Um, but my score prediction, since we don't have a Buckeye score prediction to put up, I have Cleveland Browns 35, Arizona Cardinals 24. That's that's a brownie, true Brownies fan right there. 11-point <laughs> win. 11-point win. Uh, Browns are a good team. I'm not so sure they're as good as Arizona. Obviously, a lot of factors play into that. If Cliff Kingsbury is out, really for me, if DeAndre Hopkins is out. That's huge. Um, D-Hop. Yeah. They still got A.J. Green, though, Rondale Moore. I mean, they got yeah. playmakers. I'm going to go. Christian thir- Kirk. I'm going to go 31-21 Cardinals. Uh, Zach Ertz going to the Cardinals today. I forgot about that. So, big moves there. Uh, it's just hard to go against them, man. They've been playing well this year. Their offense has been on point. But like I said, if DeAndre Hopkins is out, that swings it. That's a seven-point swing immediately. That's at least one touchdown taken off the board from the cards. Well, so next week we'll be able to determine who was actually right. right. Yeah. Which, I mean, and, if you want to tell me I'm going to be right right now, that's fine. It's no, no. no biggie. The it's last thing you. I'll say is if they do lose linemen, that's huge too. As a Broncos fan, we've had – We've been without our two starting guards the past two weeks, and we've gotten absolutely destroyed. So, Moving on from football to our big segment of the night. We're pretty excited about this one since we didn't have a guest. Uh, in honor of the 30th birthday this week, we're going to talk about nostalgia. What do you think? Which 
I'm excited about it. But if you haven't, please make sure to send out a tweet, Instagram post, hit our Discord, whatever, with a happy birthday for Sean. It's the big 3-0. This is a big birthday. Dirty 30, man. Dirty 30. Mine's not for a couple months, so we won't have to worry about that. We shit. We might not even be doing this podcast by the time my 30th birthday comes around. We will. You just may not be listening. That's all right. Exactly. But uh, this is a cool segment. This is completely Sean's idea. And honestly, the second he brought it up to me, I was like, okay, that's actually badass. Because who actually thinks about stuff from, like, their childhood? Like, and there was so many things that I... You wouldn't believe that we thought of, and I cannot wait to kind of like bring up some of the stuff. It's gonna have some. We're gonna have some awesome conversation about this. Yes. Yeah, so, really, give you some background. This week was my thirtieth birthday, like we said, and I've been doing a lot of reflection, thinking about what things were like thirty years ago, which I obviously don't remember. I was just, you know, being born. Just obviously, a little, just a little tyke, but. 90s nostalgia man 90s kids growing up it's something i look back upon very fondly so really the first thing i wanted to talk about was things from our childhood that you wish were still around or a thing which if if anybody on this podcast does not know yes sean just turned 30 I will also be turning 30 in April, so our ages are not that far apart. So we were kind of born in the same time era. So these things all relate to both of us. It's not like, oh, I'm 25, you're 30. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. At the end, if you were born, but probably before 95, a lot of this will relate to you. Uh, So really the first thing that... I wish was around that was around when we were younger is Blockbuster, man. I it was an absolute experience going oh. to Blockbuster. Like I can still remember that smell when you walked through the doors to go in when you were younger as a kid get a movie on a Friday night with your parents looking through all the aisles, man. They had certain spots in the Blockbuster where they had, like, the prime time, like, really big movies. They were on the outside walls. Yep. yep. But the best part about it was that, so, when I went with my parents, we never went for the prime time movies. We always went for the rack of, like, the, f- you could buy it for four ninety nine. Yeah. And I can't tell you, I think I bought every triple X movie <laughs> because of that Fucking four ninety nine sale, and I know my dad listens to our podcast. He will he will back me up on this. We own every Triple X movie because of Blockbuster. I'm telling you, man, it was just such a great experience. Like, aside from going to the actual movie theater with your family, you would literally pack up in the car on a Friday night. You'd have a pizza ready to go. You'd go to Blockbuster. You'd go in, and you didn't know what you were going in to get. You had no idea. Sometimes you did, but guess what? If you did, they were out of that movie. Oh, or, (laughs) I mean, you walk in there, 
you leave with a minimum of three movies. Right. And you're like, well, tonight I only have time for one, <laughs> but the rest of this weekend, I'm going to at least hit these other two and be ready for next Friday when we get it rolling again. Like It was, it was amazing, and it just... It was an experience. It just reminds me, like, so much from what we did back then was just... It wasn't just you were getting a movie. Right. It was the experience that you remember. It was getting in the car with your family, going to Blockbuster. You got the... Blo- you remember the Blockbuster popcorn they had? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had Blockbuster popcorn. You'd get candy if your parents, you know, were, were willing to give you candy that night. And you didn't know what you were coming home with. It was just... It was something that nowadays takes two minutes. You turn on Netflix, right. yeah, and you just go and to the you, app you and watch you're a movie. In, yeah. Whereas back then, it it was something that you know you cherish, and it was an experience with your family. Now, aside from the little kid experience, we also got into this a little bit earlier. Once I was old enough, and I could ride my bike around town, I had my own blockbuster card, and I could go rent video games. Oh yeah. That was next level. That See, was another experience. I never rented any video games because I literally was stuck on whatever. I used to cry to my parents to take me to GameStop to buy games, but like they didn't take me. So oh man, I rented video things. games. All I Spyro the Dragon. Oh. Oh man, Spyro the Dragon, Twisted Metal. All the classic games, man. I was always uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Like, I specifically remember going into Blockbusters and running these just games. Run, wow. Yeah, before before you could just download games on your systems, this is what you did, kids. You went out, rode to Blockbuster with your little Blockbuster card at 13 years old with your weekly allowance of 10 bucks and run at a game for a week that's you, that's what you did do you think you could rent lawnmower simulator at that point oh man <laughs> if i could have i probably wouldn't have beat the game by i now. was too busy mowing my own lawn to get my allowance to go rent games so that was not a thing but that's definitely as far as you know things from my childhood that which i wish was still around uh that's at the top of the list. What about you, bud? My top of the list, which I I think this is hilarious. When I was doing my research last night, like trying to think about things from the 90s, and I saw this, I went, this is 100% number one. In the 90s, McDonald's started offering the supersize me option, which if anyone's ever been to McDonald's, you can't just go up there and be like, supersize me right now. But they would give you, like, the most extravagant-sized <laughs> French fry drink, like, whatever you can imagine. And uh, later on, they ended up coming out with a... Well, some guy, I forget what his name is, came out with a movie called Supersize Me where he ate McDonald's every day for every single meal and, like, just turned into an absolute brick house. <laughs> Uh, but I thought it was hilarious that in the nineties, the super size me came out and I remember like that being a thing, but I don't know if I was ever supersized. Like I didn't go to the drive through and say super size me. I just still got a couple McDoubles and a McChicken. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest for me growing up. Going out to eat like that was an absolute treat. It was not something that happened very much, so I can't remember it. Um, but I do remember the the 
documentary that came out and just the absurdity because that was like prime like mcdonald's in their prime is is what i think of in the 90s like they were in their prime everyone was eating mcdonald's but that was also literally the growth of probably like obesity <laughs> oh everything well, else. The, that dude who's in the video like i i'm pretty sure he like smoked a ton of weed i'm I'm almost positive, if I remember it correctly. But, like, he ate it and his health just deteriorated so fast. And he was getting, like, his blood drawn, like, once every two weeks or something. And they were like, are you sure you want to do this? And he was like, yeah. I mean, and then it just got horrible. What I do remember is the Happy Meals and the toys. Oh, my... My daughter, you I mean, you know, oh, she yeah. gets freaking Happy Meals. Like, it's her, she wants a Happy Meal every fucking day. And I, I'm like, okay, in moderation, sure, you can, I'll get you a Happy Meal. Like, I mean, I'd love to get her one every day, but at the same time, I'm like, I want you to eat fruits and vegetables, not a 10-piece McNugget and a double cheese but you know what i mean like, how would you rate the toys that they give them zero yeah out of ten right? that shit will break in four exactly. seconds and th- that's what happens to her she breaks the toy out of the thing puts it together plays with it for 15 seconds and then the shit's broken and then she's like daddy i'm upset it's broke and i'm like it's a mcdonald's <laughs> toy like give it three more years and you'll realize it's an absolute waste of time for a McDonald's toy. Not in the 90s, though. Oh, the I'm 90s? Telling you, dude, Those things were built different. Oh, they were built like a Nokia built cell different. phone. They were built like a Nokia cell phone. 100%. Uh, you would walk into the McDonald's, and they'd always have the big plastic display with all the different toys you could get. And I just re- always remember that. And the last thing I remember from the toys is they had like these little disc player things that you got it oh yeah that played the music yep and yeah you'd get a little slide in disc and, and it, it was played one song, song. yeah yeah oh, that and shit it was had incredible. britney spears this was the heyday of the bands in sync britney spears in sync backstreet boys oh yeah i had one of those and i remember it man pretty it sure was... and this is going way back 98 degrees might have had a song Ooh, classic there. nick, nick lachey. lachey uh what a guy shame brothers how about it yeah so Another great, great memory. So this one will definitely hit home for for most 90s kids. And the next one for me is old school Nickelodeon, man. Uh, just so many greats. So many greats. Like, I watch the shows that kids watch nowadays, and it's all geared around them learning something. And it's like, there's no quality. Where's Patty Mayonnaise? Listen... If you had to watch Coco Melon for more than twelve minutes, like I do, you want to absolutely kill yourself. Yeah, it's the worst. And looking at it, I feel dumber every day. But but yet Charlotte is getting like a little bit of knowledge. I feel like because like at school she's learning, you know, numbers, colors letters like all the important things and that's what that's just like reiterating but like the songs are like i made a cupcake yeah (laughs) yeah like oh my god i just it it makes me so angry and And, you have a kid so you can uh, probably relate to it a little more but i feel like we learned more 
about the real world than kids are now. Like, and so I'm gonna list off some shows, but for Doug, for example, Doug, Doug, you had that asshole dude. I can't even remember his name that wore the leather jacket. Was it? No, Skeeter was his friend. Skeeter was his friend, but was his name Buzz? Buzz sounds about right. I don't know Buzz probably. Either way, he was an absolute ass. You had assholes in shows. Meanwhile, uh, what was that one show? Oh, Ren and Stimpy. How did anyone... You've never seen Ren and Stimpy? Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know how any adult let kids watch a show. It is dirty as hell. Do you remember the show Robot Chicken? I never watched Robot Chicken. Yeah, I don't think I was allowed to watch it, be- but I, my friends at school talked about it, and I was like, well, why can't I watch that? And I would put it on, and my mom and dad would be like, turn that off immediately. Yeah. And that I was mean, on just Cartoon Network, you know, regular right? time to watch shows. Like- and this was this was shows on Kids Network. Yeah. Like, I feel like now shows just guard ch- kids and try to ma- like make it seem like it's this perfect world, which... We had shows that were safe back then. We did. But we also had, like, Ren and Stimpy was showing weird butt cheeks and stuff. Oh. Like, it was it was super, super awkward. And Pinky and the Brain. Did you ever watch Pinky I watched and the Pinky Brain? I watched Pinky and the Brain, yeah. Brain was Ren an absolute ass. And Pinky yeah. had no idea what was I never on. watched Ren and Stimpy, though. That's... Oh, man. But so, to name some classics on old school Nickelodeon, of course, Doug. Angry Beavers. I feel like that show is super underrated. I, I absolutely wa- I love Angry Beavers. Good. I watched it a couple times and I was really eh. one of my all-time favorites. Hey Arnold, it, it's it. on Netflix. I'm pretty sure I rewatched it in college all day. It, I'd watch it. It lasts. Yeah. It it survives time. Like it, oh yeah, you it can surpasses still watch it. time. I love like Arnold and his grandpa and all the lessons they taught. Absolutely amazing. So, Rocco's Modern Life. That's another just absolutely weird one. Yeah. Like, if you go... So, they just came out with, like, a Rocco's Modern Life movie again, like, a year or two ago. And I... It was on Netflix. I tried watching it. I was like, this this is freaking weird, dude. This isn't what I thought Yeah, Whitney didn't last at all. Oh. Like, and I tried watching it, and I couldn't even make it through. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. So, anyway, Cat Dog... Watched that a couple Classic. times. Weird, but my this okay. So I said this before, but this is it. My all-time favorite, and it's probably any '90s kid's all-time favorite. Rugrats. Oh, Chucky, the best. Chucky, Tommy, Phil, and Lil. I great, mean, great show. Come on, you can't. It doesn't get any better. Well, it doesn't okay. get any better. It can get a little better, but this is where my timing's a little bit off. <clears throat> I would put Rocket Power over all of those, but I'm not sure that was 90s. I think that was early 2000s. That was early 2000s, Which yeah. was technically still a childish era oh, for yeah. us. We were 10. I loved Rocket whatever. Power. But I put Rocket Power over all this. Two different categories for me, for right. sure. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Because Rocket Power's up there. That was an amazing oh, show, too. I God. even forgot about I that. I literally wanted to skate a half pipe so goddamn bad after i watched that show oh i thought i could make a half pipe yeah i literally thought hey i can build this bro no you cannot i was going around giving the stink eye to everyone right (laughs) anyone that pissed me off you were getting the stink eye buddy uh another some other classics double dare 
You remember Double Dare? Did you ever watch that? No. Oh, well, well, we won't go into it, into it but <laughs> some Didn't Disney star, or one, Nick yeah. stars had to do some stupid stuff. And then Legends of the Hidden Temple. Did you ever watch that? Mm-mm. Oh, my God, dude. I feel how, like I missed out on shit you that you watched. How do you not Legends of the Hidden Temple? So, by the way, folks, Legends of the Hidden Temple is coming back. It's coming back. I'll have more details in the future, but I guess they're bringing it back. And you don't remember a show where, like, they had to run through, like, an obstacle course and, like, some, like, people would be chasing them. There was a big statue thing that, like, would talk. You know, I, oh. watched, I watched MXC. Oh, that's way which after. I don't, that's yeah, that's after. what I'm saying. I don't think that's 90. Like, you, you got to understand, when I was a little kid, I watched a few of these Nickelodeon shows, but, like... I hardly ever watch TV. I and if if I was inside, I was probably asleep. Yeah, I can understand that. I like understand I that. I just ran outside and did yeah. crazy shit like an idiot all the time. Well, what's your next one? Well, I'm gonna just run through the rest of my list of things that were nostalgic to me from back in the '90s because I don't have like a a way to kind of go off of them. So my. Uh, things from the 90s that kind of happened when we were growing up. Friends came out, the show Friends, which I didn't watch then, but my mom and dad did. But now Emma and I watch it like all the time. And like when I was in college, we watched it. Great show. Wished I would have understood what was happening at that point, but I think a little too young to kind of understand what they were talking about. I'm and everything. right there with you with Seinfeld. Same thing. Right. I, Which I, I love. I, I could Seinfeld watch a now. Seinfeld episode. That's yeah. like timeless. Yeah. Friends and Seinfeld, timeless. Same with How I Met Your Mother now, even yeah. though that came out when we were much older. Those shows will be timeless. It's 100%. absolute carefree 20 minute TV show watching. I'm all in. I'm love all in. It. Two, how about a Tamaguchi? Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi, Tamaguchi, whatever. My cousin Catherine, she had a Tamaguchi, and I was so pissed that I didn't have one because I was like, I can take care of a digital pet. What the hell? Needless to say, never got one. And I'm not bitter about it, but if someone were to give me a Tamaguchi right now, it'd be on my keychain. I'd probably take care of it. <laughs> Tamaguchi. I, I had one at one point, I remember, and I could never get it to... It no. would always poop and... See, like, that's the thing. I can't hardly take care of myself. Yeah. How am I going to take care of a digital no. pet? I was not I was not a big Tom... I saw it when I was like trying to remember stuff, and right. I was like, I remember it, but it's not a fond memory, because mine always died. I didn't get one. That's why I brought it yeah. up. Three, how about that's what I call music? You forgot the first word. Now that's what I call <laughs> music. Uh, one came out in the 90s, which my friends and I used to listen to on the bus. Sean, you told me earlier, you yeah. claim to potentially have the very first disc. I did. I promise you I had. And if you can find it, you need to bring that to the next episode so we can take a picture oh, of man. it. And say, like, we have... Now that's what I call I'm really episode. so I used to keep it in my original car like that I had when I was when I got a car and I'm hoping I didn't sell my car with that cuz back in suck. the day something that, that we had before MP3s and 
aux cables and USBs. You had a CD case yeah. in your car where or, you put... Or how about the thing on your visor? Oh, yeah. Where you just slide the, your favorite CDs big in? big old CD case, man. And I had the original Now. That's what I call music for anyone that grew up in the 90s. You know how iconic Now is. It's not Now. That's what I call music. It's Now. Now 24, now 12, now 11, now 10. What are they on now? Like now 50? I don't even want to know. If they even have that? I don't even like, want to know. That'll only age me even further. I don't I'll want to. Yeah. I'll be 30 going on 45 yeah, if no I hear thanks. what yeah. now they're on. Next, I got the Walkman, which kind of goes with now that's what I call music. Because, I mean, if you had a portable CD player, you were an absolute badass. Oh, it was amazing. And you had to have the pocket big enough to fit your walkman into and you also had to have the headphones that went in your ear but that had the band that went behind your head oh yeah i had those pops those were legendary if you wore the overhead headphones loser loser. absolute loser absolute loser uh next i've got how about trapper keepers dude did you have a trapper that just takes me back to shop school shopping oh dude a trapper, if if you had a dumb trapper when you were in school, you would get laid into by the other kids like, oh, your trapper's dumb as hell. Or I would be pissed if by halfway through the year, my zipper still worked because clearly you didn't use your trapper. Right. Yeah, I used my not... trapper every damn day. Oh, yeah. And it was my prized possession. The trapper keeper was literally the wallet the purse, the primary accessory of the elementary school. It was school. the original Merce. Right. You the were trapper. not you were not anyone if you did not have a trapper no, keeper. You were and you better have a damn good trapper keeper. Uh, freaking five star. The yeah, company that makes star. the notebooks. Five oh, star yeah. trapper keeper. For sure. Uh last two real quick, Super Nintendo, Game Boy Color, you know, fantastic but then i had to throw this last one in there how about slap bracelets i know right we didn't ever own them but you took them from the girls in your class i took so many of them and i was like check this cheetah thing i got from mandy yeah like how badass is this they were so like i'd never understand how girls the girls didn't play with them all day no like i would just be slapping that like it was nobody's business right and then the teacher would be like hey stop <laughs> slapping that brace i'm like what's it for then i don't know <laughs> right that's what oh that's what it's here for. those are my nostalgic things that i i remember so much from our days and i thought you know what i haven't thought about that shit in ages uh there's some great ones the last ones i had were mtv and primarily trl Coming home from school and TRL was on was an event for us back in the day. Like, Carson Daly, they actually played music. They had people on. They were in the Times Square thing. They had fans outside. Like, it was almost like, I don't know, like Good Morning America in the afternoon for us. Like, I absolutely loved it. And I'll never forget, I will never forget when Usher Yeah came out, that song. Because that was probably the 2000s, but that was like 
prime time TRL. Oh, that was huge. I remember that, and I remember when freaking uh, sh- uh, Sugar Were Going Down by Fall Out Boy came out, and Butterfly by Crazy Town. Yeah. I remember when those, the music video would play on there, and every dad would come home from school, I gotta hear Butterfly. And I then, gotta hear freaking Fall Out Boy. And then the little addition onto that was the spring break they had oh. every year. And it was all, like, college kids. Yep. And I thought they were, like, high school age. I'm like, wow. Yeah. This, this, I can't wait to get to this point. Uh, no, little tidbit here. Another little one. Surge soda. Did you ever have Surge? I didn't even like soda until I was, like, 15. So, I never got soda as a kid. We didn't have it in the house. And we rarely went out to, to eat. So... Surge was a huge event for me, where we would go to the local carryout right by the depot. Oh, uh, the Krogan carryout right there. My spot. We go through and get a Surge soda, man, and they don't have it anymore. I'm pretty sure it probably had like way too many milligrams of caffeine, and probably resulted in at least you know fate five fatalities. Kind of like. Four loco before yeah. they got rid of the yeah. caffeine. Yeah, but it was amazing, and I loved it. And then uh, something I also wanted to bring up was just the solid comedies we had back in the '90s. And s- movies weren't built around superheroes and huge digital productions. We had literally Robin Williams in uh, makeup for Mist Outfire. Like, oh yeah, classic Great movie. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Absolutely. I just watched that for the first time like a year ago. Yeah, absolutely no, like, I can't say much, but not nearly as much CGI as you see in movies today, and Jim Carrey carried that movie. Oh, 100%. Uh, prime, prime Adam Sandler. Uh, Billy Madison. Yeah. Golf. Happy Gilmore. There. Happy Gilmore, you know, like... Just some of the classics we got that I wish we had nowadays where no one goes to a movie to to feel good anymore. It's like, oh, it's part of this saga. It's part of this, you know, this Marvel, this Star Wars, which I'm a big Star Wars fan. So don't get me wrong. I love it. But Nerd. it's always part of something. <laughs> so huge thing. And then the last thing that I always wanted when I was a kid Pagers. You wanted a pager? I wanted a pager. You gotta understand, uh, I had, my brother was 10 years older than me. Okay. So when I was 7, 8, 9, my brother was 18, 19. Right, and he was rocking it. And he was rocking a pager. And I wanted one so bad, and I could never understand why I couldn't have one. <laughs> they were so cool <laughs> back then. You could just be like, oh, this number I don't know is trying to reach me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it's so 90s that people, like, now think is so irrelevant or dumb. Right. Before the iPhone existed. But back then, like, it was, if you had a pager, you were, you were cool. Like, not, people don't understand, like, I feel like kids don't understand. There was a time when literally 90% of the population was walking around without a cell phone. Oh, and you know what? Sometimes I wish we could go back. Because... But then again, if we did that, then we probably wouldn't be doing this. No. Because this no, wouldn't be I a mean, thing. I mean, I the radio existed, but there's no way they're going to give Caleb and Sean a show <laughs> to talk about dumbass shit like this. Right? Tamaguchis. Yeah, Tamaguchis and slap bracelets. 
Oh. oh man so another question i had as far as going back to our childhood do you have any prized possessions from your childhood my which this could date me a little bit but my prized possessions when i was younger were gi joes which i loved gi joes i had one of my cousins was in the military he was a marine and i always thought that was so badass but i was too scared to obviously do anything like that so gee i lived my life through gi joes and you know random batmans and army men and whatever but then my nintendo 64 another prized possession of mine when i was a younger kid mario kart nfl blitz GoldenEye, all those super smash bros you know all the good stuff and then Pretty much any piece of sports equipment. That's like what I lived my life on. Any football, baseball, basketball, anything that I... Skateboard, bike. I mean, anything. I had a freaking ramp yeah. for my bike that you literally could buy the ramp at disc, Dick's. I said discs. That's this freaking gandy dancer kicking in uh but like that was the shit that was my speaking of sports equipment do you remember east bay oh my god it east still exists bay? does it yeah you can still get shit from oh there. Yeah. man that was the i used amazing. to get freaking um what were the shoes with the the, sh- the wheels in them uh the spinners no, but yeah the spree wells the latrell spree wells Latrell give me a pair of red and white latrells that's right man oh my god east bay like there was nothing more fun than going through an east bay magazine and figuring out what i literally you just would circle oh yeah everything i wanted and i'd be like dad do you think we need this right and he'd be like no I'll never forget for one of our school projects in eighth grade, we had to like write a letter to like a company we really liked and hoping that they'd send us like something back. <laughs> I wrote to East Bay and never got anything. <laughs> they never, they never sent me anything, which obviously they didn't own all the stuff that they had in their right. catalog. But I absolutely loved East Bay magazine. Send me man. some Latrells. Right, I was trying to get some spinners. You were man. trying to get some. Some black and blue Latrells. Latrells, Sprewells. I had the custom made. I made them online Nike shoes. There's oh, a, some Nike IDs. Oh, they're, they're, there's like a funny the story. Nike IDs. Yeah, there's a funny story behind it. Um, my Nike IDs. So in in grade school, I went to a school called Saint Anne's. We had three Catholic schools, which I went to one of them in our hometown, right? And I went to Saint Anne's, but we didn't have enough people to field our own team, right? So I thought we were going to play for St. Joe's. So I got all red <laughs> Nike IDs with my name on them and everything. They were sick. And then I went and played for the Sacred Heart Chargers, blue and yellow. Oh, and you wore, <laughs> tell me you wore those shoes. I anyway. wore them. I wore them. <laughs> yep. It was... Uh, it was a classic mistake. Oh. Uh, the the St. Joe kids still don't let, let us hear it down to this day because the, the St. Anne's kids, and we did pretty well for for Sacred Heart. We had a good rivalry going with them, and then we ended up all playing together in high school and doing doing well. But it was classic, That's classic Nike ID mishap. Oh. So 
Uh, and then the last question for for nostalgia segment is really what's something that you did as a kid that you would not you trust a kid or your your kid since you have a kid to do now. Well, so I lived out in the country obviously when I was growing up, and uh, I lived in this town called Ostrander, which is out by Marysville. That sounds like a brewery. It, it probably should be. Yeah. Um, but. Like, a good portion of my friends lived within, you know, just a couple miles of me. So, like, maybe half mile, mile at most. And so, I would always ride my bike to their house. We played backyard football. Some of them had pools. And, like, uh, we played basketball. Just, like, whatever. And my parents would just let me go do that whenever. And then there'd be times when I'd have friends over. And we'd be like, we're going to go into Ostrander and, like, go to the drive through and, like, get a pop. Like, we thought it was badass to bike five miles, get a pop, chug it, and bike five miles home. Uh, I can't let Charlotte within ten feet of my sight because I get afraid. And I think that maybe that's just part of being a parent, and maybe my parents were like, he's 14, 15 years old. Like, we got to let him go do stuff. He's going to come home. He's got to eat. You know, or whatever. Right. But, like, right now, I look at Charlotte, and I get afraid of her walking, like, down the street just a little ways without me. Yeah. Because I don't know what weirdo there is out there that wants to, like, take my child. Like, that shit scares me. Maybe I'm being, like, incredibly protective, but that shit just freaks me out what's well, also and your I first think, kid too well yeah and, and i think it also partially has to do with the fact that she's my daughter maybe if it was my son i would be more like oh he's just a boy he's gotta you know mm-hmm. go ride his bike but like i feel just like super protective yeah and i mean i should be equivalently protective no matter if it's a boy or a girl but it's just like weirdly in my nature i don't yeah. know i don't i don't know if that's normal or not but like no i could i could understand that because honestly mine's the same one like and i'm not thinking of the toddler age like charlotte or your kid but i'm thinking of when i was uh old enough to ride a bike i i mean you've been in fremont fremont's not that small of a town I could ride anywhere I wanted as long as I was home by dinner, man. Like, it, oh, yeah. it didn't matter. It did not matter. I could ride across town to Sam Goody's, get myself a fresh pack of Pokemon cards, go next door to oh, radio. To get yourself a fresh pack of Siggies. <laughs> go next door to Radio <laughs> Shack. You know, Radio Shack we had back then. Right. Get myself a brand new uh, Guns N' Roses Greatest Hits CD. With some like, behind-the-ear slash in-ear headphones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, doing it all back then, all around town. As long as I was home by dinner, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And I could never imagine, in this day and age, letting my kid... Well, it's just not hearing... like. Because also, you got to understand, we didn't have cell phones back then. Oh, Our yeah. parents you, didn't you know where we were. You couldn't get a hold of them now. No. I mean, All they had to can, go off of was what we told them. Right, and you can give your kid a phone now, and you can put a uh, 
like a not a tracker, but there's like the find my iPhone thing yeah. where you can be like, okay, I know exactly where my kid is at what like yeah. they can say whatever and you know where they're at, which I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but at the same time you gotta give your kid a little bit of privacy. Right. I don't know if I'm gonna be the parent that's like, please turn your location on on yeah. find my I'm I don't I trust well I don't know what Charlotte's going to be like when she's 13 years old, so I have no idea. Yeah. But I don't think I want to be that parent that's like, please turn on your location so yeah. I can find out exactly where you're at. Like, well, I'd much rather her just live and I can just trust her, but, I mean, that's just that shit you don't know. And like you said... When we were that age, there wasn't a phone. There was no way that anyone was going to be like, where are you at? Or yeah. what are you doing? Now, Charlotte's going to go over to her friend's house and be like, let's take a selfie and then let's play. Yeah. Like, so how are you not going to know? I mean. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just, it's sad. I want my kids to have that child ex- childhood experience that we had. we got to move to a cul-de-sac. Right? But away from the technology and... We, I didn't have a phone, and I didn't know I needed a phone back then. Yeah. A smartphone. Like, even when we had phones, when we were getting to high school, that was becoming a thing. It wasn't a smartphone. You had a phone. You could call someone. Right. Or you could pay the a dollar per text because oh, you didn't have unlimited data expensive. back then. I think it was like 10 yeah. cents a text, which didn't seem like a lot. And I'm like, so what if I go over 100 texts? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's actually it. Well, I wasn't paying the bill. Right. Like how my dad was like, "You sure as hell aren't." Yeah. So it's just sad. I wish, I hope that we can have our kids can have somewhat of that experience because we kind of alluded to it earlier. Like, if if it wasn't, I mean, we talked a little bit about video games, but if it wasn't a rainy day, like we were outside doing something. So I hope I hope our kids can have that. At the end of the day, I mean, hopefully it gets better. Hopefully they enjoy it. Hopefully this technology makes their childhood better and they get to experience some great things. So Which, that that that's pretty much all I got to say about it. I mean, speaking of technology, while you're talking about it, one last time, let's not forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Discord. The uh, Twitter, Instagram is columbus underscore uncut discord sean i'm not sure exactly how you find yeah we're gonna there. we're gonna get a link out in our description um so make sure if you want to we'll let we give people a little insight into what we have going on in the future some guests we're going to be having on and everything so by be by all means keep a lookout for that link you can join in you can talk to us me and caleb uh and, and we'd love to hear from you well and Speaking of guests, to end the uh, to end the show here, next week we have a prominent Columbus guest coming on the show. His name is Brandon Beam. He's the host of Morning Juice on 97.1 The Fan. Uh, we're super stoked to get him on. Uh, we're going to find out some of his favorite uh, Columbus places. What it's like to be the host of a radio show, you know, all the cool people he's met. Um, it's going to be an awesome show. I, Like I said in our earlier episodes, I was super stoked 
to do something like this because I kind of had a weird fascination with radio and now we're having a legitimate radio host on our show so he can tell us how terrible our show is. <laughs> uh, but super excited to have that on and uh, or have him on and uh, yeah, just can't wait for next Friday to get here to get that cracking. Yeah, I, like Caleb said, he said it best. Super excited to get another guest on next week. We we're, we hope you get listen to us this long again. We went a little long, so maybe we may run into that hour, hour and a half time range. But we hope that you uh, enjoyed the episode tonight. Brought back some '90s nostalgia, along with uh, a new segment and and the same old familiar stuff that you've listened to for the two episodes prior. So we hope to hear. Uh, see on here or that you guys listen to us next week uh, as we have Brandon Beam on at the end we thank you for joining us tonight on Columbus Uncut and this episode will be throwing it back